The Union 0430 is brought to you by Real Geese. The most technologically advanced silhouettes ever produced. Everybody, welcome back to the Union 0430, episode 47. Um, no Merc, he is in La Belle Provence right now. Well, actually boarding a plane on his way back to Ottawa. He's left Newfoundland, headed back to Ottawa. So we'll see him uh, next week. So you got the four gringos on tonight. We got Phil down in Oshawa, Dave up in Concordia, and Ryan in Nova Scotia. Of course, I'm here in Kingston, Ontario. And um, we had a guest lined up tonight, but uh, backed out at the last minute, had had something come up. So uh, it was just us four tonight. So I wanted to start this off, this episode off, because really this is the first episode that um, I can say it where Real Geese is now the official sponsor of the Union 0430. And I think... It's pretty goddamn cool that Craig Mintz and Real Geese reached out and and said that they want to be part of the show. And, you know, Dave, after we had back and forth and did a little bit of chat and witten and came up with, with what the plan was, I think it's pretty cool that uh, that we are now officially sponsored by Real Geese. Now, we're doing a giveaway on Facebook and Instagram right now for three dozen, right? Yeah. Do you think we should do another giveaway for three more dozen just for tonight's episode? Sure. Why not? Yeah. yeah. So what yeah. do you think? Maybe uh, comment in this uh, episode right now on YouTube and only people that listen to this on YouTube are going to be entered into this one. Mm-hmm. Comment below what gun you're using, what choke you're using, and what your ammo type is for this year's turkey season. And we'll pick one of you winners. How's that? Perfect. And we and, and of course we'll ship we'll ship to your door um all you got to do. Uh, and I, I must add that you need to be subscribed to the channel. Yep. Yeah. So like, subscribe, share. Yeah, like subscribe, like uh, like the cool kids say, like and subscribe, guys. Like and subscribe. Yeah, hit, hit 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 the bell. Yeah. Just ring that bell. Smash that subscribe button. <laughs> and, and, and and nothing nothing against Craig. Craig's an amazing guy, but I'd like to see uh, Bird Dog Whiskey Whiskey kind of step up to the plate. Just saying. Well, yeah. hey, so we did accept, you see? We are accepting applications. Uh, <laughs> well, we're being very liquor. So, so here, let, I'm on the. I know what your guys' thoughts are, and 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 here's a good uh, venue for me to get it out. So, I, I hear a lot of times. And, and we don't get it that much like those emails. Remember we had Rusty on that time and that kid was, you know, I love your, your duck calls, like just looking for free shit 
um, without actually knowing what the company is all about and stuff like that. Right. And, and I don't want, that is not what we're about. Um, I think we are very picky. Like we didn't jump uh, when Craig uh, mentioned this to us, we had a chat about it and, and we talked to Craig and made sure that his idea of what he wanted out of us and what we wanted out of him were, were beneficial and, and that by no means were we going to change anything about the show, which was funny because he was like, do not change anything about the show because that's why I like it so much. He said, because you guys are as, as raw and pure as they get. And he said, so please don't change the show. I love it as it is. But um, I just think like in a world today where everybody seems they need to be, um, they need to be accepted. By, by social media and by the social media influencers that if you don't have pro staff or ambassador or all of these little companies in your, and I don't mean little as in Mickey Mouse, I mean like just having a list of companies in your bio, it doesn't, it doesn't mean anything. Like, do you, one time I think I, I, I would be impressed if I seen like five or six pro staff for this, 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 and this. Um, but that was when I was fairly new to, to everything. And th that doesn't really impress me anymore. It's kind of like the, um, when you go into an investment advisor and you see beside their name, like there's this guy, he's got, his BSC and his AP, whatever, and all these other initials beside his name on his business card. Well, that's great. But how do you actually do? How do you actually do with my money? And in this case, how are you as an actual hunter? Yeah. Like, what are you doing out there? Are you actually out there every day off or as much as possible? Are you, and then yeah. on top of that, the thing that I've been looking at more often these days, like these people, it's great. You know what? You're taking all these beautiful hunting pictures. What are you doing in the off season? Mm-hmm. Are you just taking pictures? Yeah. You know, some people take pictures, build wood duck boxes. Are you looking at habitat? You know, are you helping out with your DU dinners and your Delta waterfowl? Because we got to give back. And that's the big thing too. Like, let's look at it all. Yeah. Do something, do something with the youth, man. Like most mm -hmm. importantly, like keep that, pass that tradition on the next generation. Like I don't see a lot of that on, on Facebook, especially in the waterfowl uh, Instagram area. Like, as I see lots of people posting like dead bird piles or, you know, they post that same photo of that same bird. They've taken 300 photos of from a different angle on that same day. But, you know, what are you, what are you doing to, to further the sport? Like mm -hmm. th you're making money off this right now. You're, you're, mm -hmm. you're making a living for yourself somewhat in popularity, you know, make sure you give back. Well, apparently on Instagram, popularity can be paid for. Apparently, <laughs> I've heard mm -hmm. that. Um, but that's so, so that's going back to that uh, getting youth involved. I'm yeah. just starting with my daughter, and I like we've shot the 22 out at the farm a bunch of times, and and never thought anything of it. Well, then we went to shoot. I got her a new 20 gauge this year, and Thanks we took Wolverine it out to shoot supplies. it from Wolverine Supply. Yeah, <laughs> Thanks, buddy. Thanks, Grumpy. <laughs> but uh, I took her out shooting. And she was so scared of it that when she went to shoot, she would be pulling even before she even 
right. pulled like she'd be pulling the gun before she'd even pull the trigger. Right. And it, I had to think about it. Like kids these days are, she was deathly afraid of this gun and what it would do. And, but meanwhile, we could go out and I could give her a 22 and she'd shoot all day long with it. Right. Hmm. So it was kind of neat. Like we need to do more with our youth and, and take that time. You're exactly right. Because I felt that I should have gone back and we should have been shooting the shotgun in the spring in the or like during the summer last year too. Right. So, and you know, and I don't want to take away from the fact that, yeah, you, you need that. Um, maybe she just needs a little bit more time behind the gun, but in a, in a previous life, I used to teach a lot of things. And one thing, one of the things I used to teach was, was explosives. And the first time bringing a, a kid in, and teach them how to work with plastic explosives and stuff. You know, they're they're like this and they're shaking and they're jittery and stuff. And I and I used to ask them, I'm like, why are you so afraid? And they were like, well, it could blow up. And I'm like, there is absolutely nothing going to happen to this if you if you treat it the way it's meant to be treated. And and that's what we need to do with with the educational gun. Like, like Abby's a 14 year old girl, right? 12. Jesus, sorry. Okay. So she's a 12 year old girl. She's inundated with all this social media and, and news about how bad guns are and, and how evil they are and all of this stuff, even though she shot a 22, you don't know what she's seen in a picture of, of what a shotgun can do. And, and we just need to teach people, listen, it's only, the gun isn't dangerous. It's the person that's holding the gun that's dangerous. Mm-hmm. And and we've heard that term a million times, guys. Like, yeah, like my, I got a safe right beside me here full. Yeah. They haven't done anything in ages. <laughs> Just <Yeah>. sit there. Um, <laughs> but I, I no wanna crimes. Get, I want to get back to that whole um, you know, giving back bit. Because we are a society these days where it's, it seems like it's always take, right? What, what have you done for me lately? What can I get from you that's going to benefit me? And, and I think that that mantra has been around since, you know, Christ was a hunter. But um, it seems like it's fallen even more so. Like there isn't that give back anymore. Like you don't hear about, you don't hear about people going out and buying their, um, their local angler and, and hunter club membership or DU or Delta or, you know, safari club, whatever, or CWTF. And, and I get it. I know everybody's got a, a story that, well, they don't do enough for my area. I, I get it. I understand what you're saying, but look past your immediate area and see what they're doing for the overall sport and for conservation and, and for youth. Like you look at Delta, like Delta's um, commitment to kids is amazing how much they, they commit to kids. Yeah. And, 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 you know, we need more people to be promoting the youth hunts and getting their kids out on social media. Yeah, the, the big piles of dead birds is cool. The 
the beautiful sunset that you see in the morning is cool. How, how much more beautiful would your sunset be if you were taking the picture and it was your son and daughter in front of you with the sunset, they're looking out at the sunset. How much more better would that picture be? Cause I think it would, would make an unbelievable picture personally. You know, the one that I want to win 100%. is that uh, first lights doing that give back to the NDBTF thing. Yeah. I don't know if you guys saw that on their Facebook yeah, or Instagram, yeah. but the, so the first thousand people or something like that, that buy a NWTF membership, one of those people is going to win a zoom call with Steven Ranella, where he's going to outfit you with like a custom made Turkey hunting suit through first light. So that's pretty, yeah. you know, all these companies, like we see a guy like Steven Ranella, he doesn't need to do this stuff, but he's part of it. He's given back too. Right. So, yeah. And we all have our own ways. Like, you know, I, I don't contribute to, to D or Delta like directly, but you know, we, we all have our ways of, you know, giving back and helping. And like, I, I'm more than willing to take out, you know, a lot of new hunters. And I did this past fall. I took out a young fella and like, I think he shot more geese with me in the two hunts we were out and than he's ever shot in his life. And still to this day brags about it. Like how much yeah. fun he had. And was like unbelievably thankful. I'm like, dude, just out there to have a good time. And you know, I'm glad, glad you dropped some birds and we'll do it again. You know, as long as long as you're learning something and taking something away from when we go out, that, that's 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 the only thanks I need is to know that you're bettering yourself and getting yourself further ahead in the grand scheme. Yeah, and and you gotta remember, and for people that have never done this you're going to get just as much enjoyment out of this as what that kid is or that new hunter. I shouldn't say kid because it could be a new hunter. You look at when we took Liam out, Ryan, um, on his, when he like, and he doubled up his first birds he shot was bang, bang. And the second shot was a beauty shot. Mm. Um, I'm not sure. I, I, I know Liam will always remember the day, but I'm not sure he'll remember how excited you, his dad, Mark and I were for him. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think he'll ever remember how excited the four of us were that, that he, and, and I think I can still remember Matt jumping in the air, like, cause he's, he's running the camera, taking pictures. And when he doubled up, like Matt's in the back, like jumping in the air with his arms up, Mark, who was in the blind with him, is just mm. out of his mind like that that stuff it's impossible to recreate it and it's it's once it only happens once a kid shoots his first his or her first bird once and mm -hmm. you could be part of it and I, the one I that i like too is like a couple weeks later after you've taken someone out and you've shown them like a good experience of a proper hunt like not just going out throwing your decoys out and hoping birds show up like an actual proper hunt yeah and like you remember that and they have a great time and they're like this is so good and then a couple weeks later when they come back to you they're like hey can we do that again I'd, I'd really like a hunt like that and then when you turn to them and you're like you know we could or we could teach you how to do it on your own now and that's where yeah you're leaving that with that kid and you know 10 years down the road you've had an impact on that kid's outdoor career and that's well, listen yeah. to Barry, when we had Barry Keeks on, like Barry's taking kids through 
the mentorship program he has. And now he's hunting with these kids. Well, and they're not kids anymore. They're adults and they're inviting Barry out to hunt now. Yeah. And very, and very established hunters. Right. And, and know what mm. they're doing and they're safe and, and respectable and, and all of that good stuff. Um, I wanted to switch gears and this is a question for you guys, because maybe, you know, and, and I've been trying to figure it out, but I, I don't think it works in Canada. And that's that app on X hunt. Does that work in Canada? No, it doesn't, no. eh? No. iHunter. Use iHunter. iHunter, eh? Yeah, I got to. That's what I use out west. Okay. So, and depending on the province, you can get the actual landowner maps. Yeah. But, so. It's not working for Ontario. No. no. Okay. It works out west. You well, can get, see, like, uh, out west. Lines. Yeah. Even when we were out west, Ryan, like those maps that Daryl carried, right? Like it was so easy to find who owned what like yeah, everything was, is just he was, all using, he was using actual like plot maps back yeah. then but well, I should, it was only like 2014 we were there yeah. and then uh what year 2019 was the last year i was out there and now it's all it's all on your phone so really which is eh? just yeah which is a huge asset technology um, has come a long way a touch yeah a touch right so. <laughs> just a tad they have yeah. the internet on computers now. And like when we had, we had Claudio hey, on speaking here. speaking of that. We had Claudio on here like way back when. And we we're like, he started his business in the 90s. And I was like, what was it like trying to find back then? Like, there's no cell phones. Like, yeah. you could just call somebody from your truck. And you had to go home and yeah, dial it up. Yeah. 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 That, that's a good point. Like how, like those, those fellas, like a guide back then. Like you were really earning your money back then. Like it mm. wasn't just a simple pull off on the side of the road and give a call, snap a picture with your phone and send that to somebody. Jesus. Yeah. You call a farmer. I mean, you get him on a cell. He's in his tractor. No yeah. big deal. Easy day. But go back 20, 30 years. You drive up, find out where he lives, drive out to his house. His wife's like, no, no, he's on the tractor. Well, yeah. Where? Which yeah. field? Oh, that way. A couple counties go, over. Yeah, yeah. now you find what field and hopefully you get the right field with the right guy in a tractor. Yeah. You know, good I'd, luck. I'd hazard to say too, though, that because of technology and how simple it's made things and you, the, it's not as big of a grind as it was back then, you're going to find a lot more guides and outfitters around that wouldn't have been able to handle it back then. If that kind 100%. of, if what I'm saying makes oh, sense. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It's yeah. Yes. like, too yeah, much work some for guy too who, much effort you mean yeah 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 and nowadays yeah. it's just because of technology anybody can do it right like oh exactly. i got a phone and i got a camera and a car yeah and, right yeah, yeah. You, your your drive had to be at a certain level in order to execute at that yeah. time oh, could you imagine wow yeah. wow i just had a thought in my head and i lost it that was a good thought too it was gonna spark some great conversation Oh, well, it's gone. Should have wrote it down. I should have. Well, I do write shit down, but I only half write it down. And then I got to ask the boys what it was. I was right now. Oh, I know what it was. Oh, so oh, for, thank God. <laughs> Pokeroo. <laughs> um, for those for those people that are uh, listening and, and not watching us on YouTube, first off, it sucks because you can't get in on the, the new giveaway that Dave just announced. But also, you may notice that Dave's sexy and sultry voice 
sounds different. And that's because oh. he's got a big old boom right now with a microphone on it. Hey, remember Wayne's World? Remember the Wayne's World movies? Pretty on Wayne. Yeah. Pretty on Garth. Remember, remember <laughs> Handsome Dan? Remember the ra- the disc the, the radio guy, Handsome Dan? And he and that was his name, was Handsome Dan. And he had this amazing voice for radio and and it was and it sounded so awesome when you heard him on radio but when the boys went into the studio and they seen him he was nothing like a handsome dan he was he had a face yeah he had a face for radio was that wayne's world i'm pretty sure it was wayne's world or was that that 70s show no no that was 100 wayne's world because i can remember i can remember uh, wayne and garrick looking at one another and going this is handsome Dan. Handsome Dan isn't so <laughs> handsome. <laughs> yeah. But Dave, Dave's sounding like a white Dave. He's sounding like a white uh James Earl Jones right now. He's probably the dab beer. <laughs> uh so that was my good thought. I wanted to get a jab in at Dave and his and his new boom. Yeah, the kid didn't want it anymore. He moved his bedroom downstairs and didn't want the microphone. So must be nice to be the kid that lives in the house and just pick whatever room you want. <laughs> want. You no, know I tried. If I tried that on my old man, he'd be like, "Yeah, there's a shed in the back." Yeah. Life. I I've moved around four times now, and well, my wife doesn't watch this, but I am the number four in this house All of decision making. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, uh, well, I, that's that's fairly uh, consistent with what goes on in my house as well. I had a guy show up to the house the other day just to, to give me a quote on some gravel, which apparently COVID has affected the price of gravel now for some goddamn reason. I don't understand. Anyways, he give, he said, how much he asked me, he said, how much do you think uh, this job would cost? I said, I don't know, 11, 1200 bucks. I'm just looking at it. And he was like, oh, oh, I was like, well, what? I said, I don't want to insult you. I said, but that's that's what I think. I said, I think you need this much gravel and, and it should take this long. And he's like, well, by the time taxes included and everything, probably around three thousand bucks. And uh, I said to him, I said, well, I said, I can pretend like I make the decisions around my house, but you're going to have to call the wife and give her that quote and she'll tell you if we're going to go with it or not. Because, uh, yeah. Do, do you have any gravel pits near you? Hmm. Like core? Oh, just to go to the quarry and buy it yourself? Is that yeah. what you're getting? Well, I, I got no problem with that. My problem <coughs> is is I need I need the gravel spread out and, and grade it and, and the crown put on. Like, I've got a long driveway and everything now, right? So it's you not got, like... You got kids and a rake, right? <laughs> Listen... I don't know what you done when you were a young fella as a cop, but I can tell you what I done as a young fella as a sapper. And that was, I slugged gravel and rakes and shovels and picks and axes. My days of working like that are over. Buddy, I was doing it last summer at my trailer. Gravel was 18 bucks a ton. 18 bucks a ton. How much of this do you think is actual, like COVID's actually affected stuff? Well, I, have, I don't know of any confirmed uh, gravel deaths. Yeah. <laughs> it's, of it's like none. Look, at, look at the lumber, right? Make plywood cheap again. You go to the, you go to the lumber yard 
and lumber's like triple triple yeah. the price or whatever it's at now. You go find that Mennonite law mill, sawmill. Yeah. You go out there. He's still charging the same thing. Absolutely right? is. Yep. Absolutely. So, is. That's the same thing as when uh, that container ship blocked off the Suez Canal, right? Well, they were like, oh, well, prices are going to get jacked up now. And I'm like, why? Why are you going to jack up prices? Because some bonehead blocked up to make a three point turn. (laughs) (laughs) The Suez Canal. Oh, that's like, oh, what was it? Austin Powers. Thank you. (laughs) Did you see the pictures? In the tunnel with the fucking (laughs) golf cart. There were guys that like photoshopped the that ship over top of Austin Powers in that yeah in that in scene. that corridor yeah somebody yeah. put uh, remember that show the the Thunderbirds way back in the day yeah like the the puppets somebody yeah. somebody Team did, America before Team America yeah so somebody done one of those so the Thunderbird ship like landing and everything and then one of their pieces of machinery coming out and it drives up to that to that ship that's that's blocked off the suez canal and as they're digging it out it turns to like they're taking the, the raw material and spits out like mud out and back it was awesome like somebody put a ton of time into building this thing um it was good anyways i'm sure there's some people that would rather hear about some hunting stuff as opposed to um the thunderbird and there's and there's a generation of people canal. that have no idea what the thunderbirds are um, or, or aol <laughs> <A-O>. <laughs> uh-uh. um remember that icq dial up <laughs> yep. get off your icq i'm on the phone <laughs> <laughs> boys ryan i feel we're sorry for you old. buddy because we're going to touch on a subject now that that you're not going to get to partake in but um Uh-oh. today is today is what the 22nd of april um is today earth day or something or is that yesterday that was yesterday i think no it's today it it is today. today yeah because april 20th is 420 yeah april 21st is random drug test day mm-hmm. and then today today's earth day that's what it is yeah. okay fucking hippies hippies <laughs> um <laughs> no but <laughs> hey i did see a pretty good post on facebook today where it said um happy earth day and i would like to thank all the hunters in the world that do more for conservation than any other um group out there so uh, i thought that was i thought that was pretty cool i promise everybody that's exactly where i was going with this about today being earth day and damien fed right into it and i didn't even tell him that before the show started good work damien Sync. You guys are in sync. We are, except for except for Damon's Wi-Fi. It's yeah, way behind. Yeah, now. yeah. yeah. Oh, he's, he's still like he's, two seconds behind. Oh my god, he's, he's still celebrating the comment. Damien's yeah. on fucking dial-up. Yeah. So so, two weeks ago, I get an email from my <coughs> internet provider, ExploreNet. It's junk, and I have no problem saying so. So I get an email from ExploreNet saying um, there's been an upgrade to the equipment in your area. And now you are now able to get LTE internet. And I'm like, wicked. I'm I'm still waiting for Elon to to get me Starlink here. But um, in the meantime, I'm like, this is awesome. So they, in the email said, go on to your account, 
and pre-order and then someone, an insulation team will be in touch with you and, and uh, we'll get you squared away. I'm like, perfect. Waiting, week, nothing. I'm like, well, you know, they're probably busy. The insulation guys are probably busy. I'll give them another couple of days um, for them to call me. Still nothing. So I call New Brunswick, where ExploreNet is, and I say, uh, hey, listen, this is what I've done. I'm wondering how come I haven't got an insulation. And they're like, we have no, I have no idea what you're talking about, this guy said, right? And I said, well, here's my email. I said, I can forward you the email confirming that I ordered it. He said, you can't get that service. And I'm like, so why did I get an email? Well, we just blanket email people. I'm like, so, so you blanket email people telling them that they're available, they can get stuff with no intentions of ever providing this service to the people that you email it to. And he was that's like, well, that's, that's not what we're doing. I, well, that's exactly what you're doing because you emailed me telling me I could get a service with no intent of providing me this service. So anyways, I'm still waiting for Elon Musk to, get some satellites enough satellites in the sky so that uh, i can get it here my internet sucks. i thought he just built cars no buddy he's into everything yeah. spacex bro spacex yeah. he started yeah. a cryptocurrency he fuck that dude is into everything well so okay Not without sure. getting too far off topic he made hey, so turkey season starts soon yeah turkey <laughs> yeah. Gobble, gobble, gobble. Yeah, yeah. We've, we've gone so far. this sunday uh turkey <laughs> season, boys uh well, when so what this episode the, airs yesterday, turkey season opened. Yep. Well, so depending on how bad my internet yeah. is, because it's taken me four days to upload the video of Corey Baker's show. That just got on today, and I've been trying since Monday. Yeah, your, your internet's non-essential. Clearly. But, yes, sorry, Dave. As of Sunday, turkey season in Ontario. And relax, Doug Ford hasn't canceled hunting for the 10 million fucking people that ask on Facebook. Hunting isn't canceled. Boneheads. Dude, when he dropped that announcement on Friday, my phone fucking blew up. (laughs) Like, everybody and their cousin, am I allowed to do this? I'm like, I don't know, man. (laughs) Check your rigs. Check the rigs. I put my pants on the same fucking way you do, one leg at a time. Like, I don't know. Phil's I'm going here going, on. Why the fuck are you asking me? Well, Doug Ford said that you have the power now. Hey, Dougie. Jesus. So uh, I'm leaving this one alone. I'm going fucking turkey hunting. I can tell you this what much. You, what do you shoot? Oh, now your internet's oh, shit man. in the bed. Oh, Dave. Oh, Dave froze up. It's like Dave. a virus. He's frozen. Just me? Oh, oh. Oh, there you go. You're back. You're back. Oh. Huh. Yeah, you you wouldn't have that if you're in Colby's room, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. he just went to where the best Wi-Fi was. <laughs> yeah. you, you were in mid-sentence yeah. asking me what I was doing or something. You're well, like, are you what's sure? What everyone's? Are you getting on with the bow this year? Or Twelve was, gauge, twenty gauge. What you doing? Thinking about I was. I've been thinking about the bow for a long time. It just kind of sits there and collects dust because I'm not really a bow hunter, but whatever. Everyone knows I'm a huge Beer. twenty gauge aficionado. So, I want to take one with the bow. I really, really do. Um, I shot one with the crossbow. That was fun. Yeah. 
I want to I want to take one with my bow. Um, but right now I haven't found a bird yet. I haven't. Yeah, I haven't found a bird, so I'm going to wait probably another week or so and and then go after them and you know probably take my young fella for the first one, shoot the first one with with the shotgun, and then the second one I'll go out and try and get it with the bow. And then that way, if I don't get one, I don't get one. Um, but I've already got one in the freezer sort of kind of deal. That's, that's yeah. my mentality on it. Yeah. Like I'll be scouting hard Saturday, Sunday, cause no Sunday gun where I am. And then I'll be yeah. out Monday morning with my, with my old man and see if I can put him onto a bird. He doesn't care as long as it's got a beard. He'd actually rather shoot a Jake cause he finds he tastes better. I don't care. He, he just gets just as excited shooting a, a Jake as I do with Tom. And I did get just as excited watching him shoot a bird. Like mm. I put my dad onto a Jake last year and he was just bouncing. Like that's what I, I like to see. I just like shooting Tom's cause it prolongs your season. Yeah. You know? That's yeah. all. Yeah. If, like... if you're, if you're um, 100% for that reason, if, if you mm. want to be picky because you, you just enjoy more and more days of scouting and getting out there, 100%. Um, I am of the belief of, um, I'm not a world-class turkey hunter. And if one comes in front of me, I'm going to not take the chance and pass up on it. If it's, a, uh, you know, if there's Tom's around, I'll wait. But if I haven't seen anything and it's a Jake, I'm taking the Jake 100%. I'm, I'm Tom's only for the first four weeks. Really? Mm-hmm. Eh? Yeah. Yeah. That's my rule too. Hmm. First four, first four weeks, Tom's only, and then if we're getting down into the last couple hours of the season, it's just like fuck it. Yeah, you got a beard, you're gonna die. Yeah, no tag suit. D E D did. Yeah. So, for all of our American listeners, you don't have. Um, yeah, just back up. All of bit. our American listeners. What? You got to back up a, a little. Chair that doesn't slide. Yeah, but you can't have your face right into it's like your deep. I'm hungry, man. It looks like an ice cream cone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, go for it. Like we are here in Ontario. Um, they've just made it so that youth can have their own tags, but youth can only get their own tags when they're 12 years old. Um, and we can only that. shoot 20 gauge or a 12 gauge. We can't go to like the 28, the 410. Can use 16. We can use the 16. Can't use the 28, can't use the 410. But I want to know what your guys' thoughts on that is. Like, number one, do you think the 12 year old age rule? I'm I'm okay with a 12 year old age rule, provided that it that it's uh, see, I'm still of the mindset that the turkey course should be a thing, right? And I, I know that's not a popular topic, but I still think that the turkey course should be a thing so at 12 years old if, if you're if you've been educated i'm all for it put a kid in there younger as long as they're shown the proper way to handle a firearm and 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 to be safe and stuff i i have no doubt in my mind kate is kate is 11 well kate will be 12 in august i have no doubt in my mind that kate would be safe um, if I took them out and out into the woods because I've taken the time to show them and to be safe with a gun. Um, I I'm a hundred percent. Okay. With it. Yeah. Cause there was, there was some debate on, uh, the book of faces there 
someone said that they shot one with a 22 or something. Am I frozen again? No, oh, you're good. No, he's called, he called the book of faces and Damien yeah. found that. Oh, I, I find that. Yeah, that's so the book of this. It's it's legal somewhere. I can't remember where they said it was legal, but someone said, oh, yeah, I shot one with a 22. And there was a debate about people's ethics. And there was a guy going off him. Well, that's unethical. But really, like, is having one come in and me shooting 500 pellets at them at the same time any less ethical? Like, it was, it was yeah. quite the debate. And I, I should have brought you guys into it beforehand. So, so what was so what's unethical about using a, a 22? And, and that's. I think the guy was trying to state that like at a hundred yards, if you, if you go up 111 mm. inches, you can shoot one at a hundred yards, but right. Okay. I don't think it's a matter of ethics. So I think it's a matter of fair chase. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's what it is. That, it's not that, really, that I there's can no, eth- there's, it's not an ethical dilemma. You're still going to be able to harvest the bird. Uh, quickly. I would argue eth- ethically within, within the, the, you know, the parameters of the ballistics of the weapon. Yeah. But it's the matter of fair chase, you know, like if you, you know, that's why you can't shoot, you know, yeah. with a, a rifle. Cause you, there's just, you're, it's not fair chase. You can just, yeah. how many times have you been within a hundred yards of a Turkey, you know, but not within 50 yards of a Turkey, you know, you rarely get to sneak up on them like that. You know, so well, I'd really like to see them bring, allow us to use the 410. I think the 410 would help for the youth, especially. Yes. Um, like my daughter with that whole, like being scared of the 12 gauge and the 20 gauge, like mm-hmm. listen, she's now shooting the 20 gauge fine, but there's still a little bit of a flinch there that you could tell, like, she's still like, Oh, what's going on here. That 410 would allow her to get that. I think it would just let her roll off a little bit more. And it'd be a good stepping stone too, right? It's a very good stepping stone. So I'd would it, so by allowing the 410, would it also um, have a, have a, an effect on people ensuring that birds have to come in closer in order to shoot them. Do you know what I mean? So no more of these people that are trying these 60 yard shots uh, with a shotgun or, you know what I mean? So like if, if you're using a 410, listen, you- I'd hazard to say the people that are trying to take a 50, 60 yard shot with their 12 gauge, if they were using a 20 or a 410, there's still the type of people that would maybe try it then. Like, no, I'm not saying the people that, <laughs> yeah, yeah, fair. Right. There yeah. are people that, Hey, that's an easy, it's a chip shot for them. I'm not saying it's anything bad. I'm just saying like the people you're talking about are still going to take those shots. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. So. What about decoys? I, have you got, have you guys seen those decoys from uh, real geese silhouette turkeys? Yes. I'm yeah. I'm going to give them a shot this year. Are you? I want to see, I want to see what they do. Like, just super easy to carry. Super easy to carry them in, and you could have a flock in there, right? I just, yeah. I, I, I just wonder. So, um, I wonder because I see a ton of people, especially this year. Every year, it's it's a popular topic, but even more so this year, I'm seeing a ton of people talking about having a real fan under uh, turkey decoy. So, so with the silhouette. Like, so I'm not a, I'm not a, a big turkey hunter. I've only killed, uh, I think four turkeys in my life. Right. So I, I don't have a ton of experience. Dave, you have a ton of experience shooting turkey. Like, does that real fan make that much of a difference? 
a lot of so my personal belief is a lot of the turkey decoys and even like duck and goose decoys a lot of them are built to appease the eyes of the hunter i hunt with an old man one day way back and he shot a bird and it was right by his decoy and he blew the head off it was like one of those really old those decoys that you could like roll up yeah yeah you know what i mean and he shot but he ended up shooting the head off the decoy and he went out with that decoy again and put it out and he still shot another bird over it and there's also guys that don't use any decoys at all so mm-hmm. that was me for the longest time was i didn't use turkey decoys but then the other side of it you're going to see guys swear up and down about the most realistic hand carved decoys you can get and so yeah i personally don't use fans real or fake I'll put a single hen out, maybe two, but that's about it. I know a couple guys that swear by the funky chicken, like the most unlooking. Yeah. Oh, it, it looks like a rubber chicken on a stick, just painted like turkey colors. Like if you've all, if you've ever been a Canadian tire, you'll see it. Um, um well, you can't go in now. But, isn't Bertrand you know. one of those guys, Ryan? Uh, I don't know if it was Bertrand or uh, uh, Steph, Steph Landry. Oh, well, I don't know what made was one of the two of them. Yeah, getting them mixed up, but but they yeah, were big they, fans of that funky chicken, eh? Man, like I think one of them <laughs> just used it on a whim one day, and then they ended up sh- shooting like the biggest tom they've ever shot. Like I don't know, it literally looks like a rubber chicken, like you, that you would a clown would carry. Like yeah. just, I, see, I seen a picture on one picture of one like just the other day, and I'm like, that's god awful looking. Yeah, um, but you gets... know what I should have done today, Matt? Perhaps I'll I'll reach out to. Uh, Naughty Beaver calls. Chris? Hey, you know Chris, eh, uh, Dave? Chris Davis. Oh, you don't know Chris Davis? Never met him. Oh, no. Um, but, uh, and Andy, Ver- actually Andy Verco from uh, Dark Andy Verco makes a really nice call. Yeah. yeah he does. So does Jordan LeMay. Yeah. Jordan LeMay <laughs> makes a really good call. Yeah. Um. And you and, hey, good, and don't sell yourself short either. You make a well, really I, good call too. I just make them for like DU dinners and like if a friend wants one, I'll make one for him. But I just make them. I use Jordan Lemay's. Right? I yeah, uh, I showed Trish uh, a picture of the one you made for me. Yeah, I was like, look how fucking cool this looks, and and she was like, wow, that is. That do look really cool. You know what I mean? So don't say again. Going it's back, very to, pretty. Going back to Ryan's comment earlier, hey, as long as it looks cool, don't worry about the sound. Yeah. <laughs> Fake it till you make flip it. That, flip that around. Flip that around. Like okay. these guys that make turkey pot calls <laughs> by hand, it's actually like, it's not the easiest thing. Like you look at a duck call and if you make the tone board in the kind of the right shape, you can sand it a little bit and get it. But with those turkey calls, once you glue that stuff together, like if a piece of that glue is on the inside of that pot, it changes the sound. If your dimensions are off, the sound could be wrong. You got to, it's not like you can just take it apart and sand it a little bit. You got to smash the stuff out. Right. So. Mm-hmm. And, and for those that are listening and watching, Dave is seriously selling himself short. It's yeah. So my, my pot call that's coming. Look how yeah. sexy that is. That That is a beautiful looking call. Oh, in the so, and, and I and I agree with you, Phil. I think he's selling himself short, and and sometimes uh, we take for granted that uh, we've got Dave a call maker. 
Yeah. Dave is a humble gentleman. It very, very humble. Can't grow a beard though. <laughs> <laughs> but he's got a big boom. It's not allowed to. Remember that. <laughs> oh yes. Hey, have, you, have you started cooking lessons yet? He's number four. No, nope, not yet. We're on. <laughs> we're on pause. COVID. <laughs> Oh, poor Dave. You guys, uh, what ammo are you guys using this year? Well, I'm going to, I'm going to try, I'm going to pattern the challenger turkey load. Um, I haven't patterned it yet with my kicks choke and see how it goes. Like, um, I'm, I like kicks chokes and I like challenger ammunition, but if it doesn't work, then I'll, I'll, I'll say 100% it doesn't work, but that's, that's my plan is to, is to use those. Um, and hopefully, uh, hopefully it patterns up well. So I'm, uh, I'm running the Kent is the ultimate Turkey in 20 gauge. My only, I guess I wouldn't even say call it a gripe, but I'm a, like, I, I love sixes for Turkey. I'm, I'm like all about pattern density mm -hmm. and it only comes in a size five shot. Okay. But I've Which killed turkeys not... with size five. Like it's like I'm fucking making a mountain out of a molehill, right? Yeah. But I've I've got nothing but the utmost faith faith uh, in their shells. And... Oh really? We'll we'll, we'll, oh. we'll see how she goes. That, not many people say that about about those shells, but whatever. Well, in fairness, for those <laughs> complaining, I'm just joking, buddy. Let's see them start making their own ammo. Yeah. Huh? Yeah, yeah, but I'm just, I'm just yeah. raving yet, just because it's, because it's fun. I love yeah. it. Um, but no, like, and, and I think that's what people. I think that's something that people need to understand is, is, you know, your choke tube, your gun, and your ammo. That's three totally different entities that need to come together to work for you, right? Like it's 100%. not, it's not a magical pill that like, I always see people say, I got a, a Browning, uh, humpback watch shell or, or watch choke tube. Well, what, what number shot are you shooting? You know, what, what choke tube are you, are you shooting? Like there, there's so much, it can't, it's not just a blanket answer. Well, if you're shooting this gun, then you got to buy this ammo. Like it, it, it just, it's different. It's always different. And the only way to know is, is to go out and pattern it. And, and we had Corey Baker on last week and, and, you know, he gave a real good example of exactly what him and his friends do is that they all go buy a couple boxes each and, and they try everything to try and find what works best for them and their gun and their choke tube be it factory or aftermarket. I've always ran factory tubes, always. This will be my first year running an aftermarket, aftermarket tube. I've always ran factory tubes. The first, the first, so like, as a lot of people know, like I shoot a Benelli M2 20 gauge and I shoot that primarily for ducks, geese and turkey. The first year I had that gun, I didn't even have a turkey choke for it yet. And I heard, I, did, I, I spent the time, I did the research, you know, searching up stuff on the Webernet, not making posts all over Hell's Half Acres, like just did the work myself and saw a lot of good reviews on the actual factory full choke 
in that gun and what it in guys mm-hmm. using that killing turkeys. So I'm like, okay. So I went out with that choke and I, I patterned patterned it with a few different shells. And I shot the biggest tom of my life that spring, like limb hanger tom. And he was 32 or 35 yards, I think is what it, what it was. I thought you were going to say pounds. Yeah, I did no. too. When he, Whoa. Was, <laughs> was, 32 was he, or 35 was yards. He, was he in a pen? It's <laughs> like uh, that one, uh, Ryan. He's at the super center. Yeah. Remember, Ryan, that year we were out? And we, we were scouting. It was me, you, and I think it was me, you, and Vitch. And I was like, there's a turkey. Oh, yeah, because remember, we were in the tree line. And I was like, there's a turkey coming out of the tree line. And I think he just put a cigarette out before he fucking came out and do the <laughs> yeah. field. Like, this was the biggest bird I have ever seen in my life. He's he had like, a top hat and he was twirling <laughs> the camera asking where yeah. his bitches were. Yeah, like, he was a total pimp. Like, and that bird, like, it was the biggest fucking bird I have ever seen. It's like one of those, remember that, uh, you see that video, that rooster over in Nepal coming out of the chicken coop? Have you seen that oh, video yeah, on Facebook? Thing, like, Big butterball. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The, yeah. Like that's what the size of this turkey was that was coming at. And and you know what? It came out and totally like would not come anywhere near us. Just yeah. He did like a box, an 80 yard box around <laughs> us. Like yeah. but yeah. it was mass. I was like, this dude just put a cigarette out. Yeah. He's huge. <laughs> like yeah. massive. He just beat up a coyote somewhere. <laughs> he, he gives no fucks yeah. based upon the field of fucks that he not gives. <laughs> uh, that's awesome. But, you know, um, and we're, we're all over the place as per normal, but uh, I do hope. Yeah, I do hope, though, with, with Sunday coming and, and you always hear these these uh, these unfortunate stories where we're you know, people are, are, are shot at or, or, you know, stumbling upon someone and up too close and, and just being unsafe. And, and I really, really do pray and hope that everybody has a very, very safe opener on Sunday and, and, you know, everybody harvests their bird and it's done properly, ethically and, and the whole bit. No hens get shot. Yeah. No yeah. hens get well, you know, and well, you know, you got that hen, but you got that bearded hen, right? So some fe- some fellas, like I know fellas that get upset if, if that actually happens, right? Because, the, the, you know, they're looking for, they, they see the bird and, and, and uh, or they see the beard and, and, you know, and then when they realize that it was an actual hen, well, then, they're, you know, they're pretty upset that they took out a hen and, and not a tom, but. I, I just hope everybody has a has a real safe a real safe opener and and enjoy it for what it is, right? Mm-hmm. I'm stoked. Got some new clothes coming in the mail. You got some what coming in the mail? Some new clothing. Some new clothing. Yeah, finally spent the money and got myself some nice turkey some turkey uh, gear. So old Tom, old Tom Drake. Old Tom. Well, actually, well, a little bit, a little bit of both. Cause I wanted to get one of the, uh, just like regular plain old, uh, hoodies or, or whatever. And they didn't have it. So I got like one of these like fandangled, uh, Drake ones in okay. bottom, bottom land. I'm going to look sexy as fuck. That's all that matters. I want the, you know what I wish 
and and I haven't seen First Light do it. I know Drake does it, and I know Sitka does it. Actually, Ryan's wearing it tonight, and I've got one up in my closet. But First Light doesn't have, or I've yet to find, one of those technical hoodies. So that thin hoodie that's 100% polyester as opposed to the big, thick Oh, it's like a little, like, like long johns, but with a hood. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I, I want what, like, I, I like those hoodies. I like those hoodies Man. that are, wow. You got to get, they've got a furnace and a fuse hoodie. Yeah. The furnace is like their, their Merino. It's super, super thin, but it's as technical as you're going to get. Really? Oh yeah, man, I, it's. I'm going to have to order it then. Um, because yeah. I, like, I, I don't like technology has evolved and and we've evolved as people i don't think i when i buy a hoodie i need to buy a hoodie that's this thick anymore in order to to have a you know what i mean like and and it's all about it's all about body mapping and layering now and 100 properly you don't need to wear a big bulky hoodie to stay warm yeah absolutely um um, I know Drake is doing, I didn't, I didn't know about those cause I'm just looking at their logo gear. Um, when I look at, at, uh, first light, so not so much the, the camo pattern. I'm just looking for a regular everyday hoodie to, to wear around. Right. And, uh, and I think it's Drake, Drake's got some, yeah, nice stuff I think it's not yeah. looked at because it is like in their hunting line, mm-hmm. but they do have like the solid colors. Okay. But I do want to say that those new, uh, foundry pants that they've got, with the knee pads in them, I am wearing a pair right now. Holy fuck! Is that the Obsidians or the no the Corrigan? And so it's got the oh okay. Yeah, I just I just took the the butt pad. Oh, there you go. Oh wow! Oh oh, look oh. at you. Oh, you know 16. what? Honest to God, and and Ryan, I know you can appreciate this. Um, and not taking anything away from Dave and Phil, but I, I've, I've been around a bunch of gear for a long time. And I really, really like it when, when a company puts some thought into how they design something. And, and now you could do yoga in these pants. Like that's how, that's how mobile and, and how much mobility and movement you have wearing these pants like and it's just they, they've taken the time and and i know like drake is drake is doing the same thing and and i'm not saying that uh first light is, well i am saying i think first light is the most technical but and but the argument is out there right like you could say the same for sitka you could say the same for drake gone are the days of just well here's your pants and here's your shirt there's so much research and development going into clothing now that more so than I think a gun. Like you look at Beretta and Benelli and those guys. Now, if they design a new gun, 80% of it, I bet you doesn't change. The working parts are the working parts. It may Mm -hmm. just be, you know, a, a few minor tweaks, but you look at clothing and how much clothing has changed over the last couple of years with regards to, like you're saying, body mapping and layering and, and movement and, to- and venting. Like, 
So I bought I bought these these corrugate pants. I've been waiting for them to, to, to actually be in stock, and they they showed up. I wore them today out dog training, and uh, which that's another story. Some dog training with Lander today. Um, just uh, you know, she's rusty. She needs to she needs back onto a, a solid routine again. But you know what I mean. Um, these clothes, like these pants are probably the most comfortable pair of pants I've ever worn and, and they're hunting pants. I don't know. It, it's, it's pretty crazy. And, and I love, I love the fact that Phil, you're with Drake, Ryan, you're a Sitka guy. I love the fact that there's three different um, clothing companies on her and three different, you know, you know what I mean? It's not a, it's good to, to hear other opinions on, on other, other bits of, uh, of companies, right? Because it can't always be just. Hopefully we don't get a sponsor from one of them because we're going to have a problem. Uh, I, I don't think we need to worry about uh, first light Sitka or Drake beating down our doors for, uh, for sponsorship. Um, and you know what, for that reason alone, Perhaps that's something sometime where we say, you know what? Um, I, I don't think it's a fit for the show because we've got, we've got four people on her uh, or five people on here. And uh, I think the word you're looking for is diversity. Yeah. Diversity. Ooh, right. More than like, that, like, like marmalade. Word of the day. Word of yep. the day. Yeah. So here's a question. Yep. Three different companies here and there's other great companies out there. Mm-hmm. Do you think that if all these companies came together and they said, okay, here's our best and they put it all together, that they could make like a hundred percent. This is the best gear in the world. Or do you think that like, you know what? First light works for me. Drake's working for Phil sick yeah. is working for, you know, like it, do you think that it's, you know what, this is what's working for me. And I, I wouldn't, I don't think that there's one thing that would work for everybody. Well, I think it's, I think for the th- the four of us and five, too, if you want to include Mark, like, miss it, you, it, Mark. We, yeah, we miss you. He's probably mm-hmm. at 25, 30,000 feet right now. He's probably um, right at the border. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> right at the border. <laughs> You'll have your um, papers. <laughs> yeah. you, you derailed my train. Um, <laughs> Sorry. Uh, like, it's for us, like, because I think we've entered interchanged with a lot of different companies it's a matter of preference at this point um there are a lot of people especially for the my company and dave's company who are just in it for publicity and in hopes of free stuff um and drake too to be honest with you but for us i know for a fact it's just because it's what we prefer um i like like daryl gilbert i know he used to be with one company and it didn't stand up for what he did. And that's why he is with who he's with now mm-hmm. because he's, he's got the same pair of hunting pants when I met him in 2014 as he used this year and he guides mm-hmm. both ends of the migration. So yeah. that, cause that's what works for him. Right. So, yeah. so. well, and I, th- I think each, I think each company has their own demographic too. Right. So not only is it personal preference, but if you're, if you are a field goose chasing guy, well, then I think there's a company that 
that you will probably tend to follow. If you are a water duck, um, miserable weather sort of dude, I think there's a company you will tend to follow. If you are up in the mountains and, and long walks, a, a lot of walking and a lot of movement, I think you're going to find it. it it is each company has their own niche. They're trying to expand to everything, but each company has their own little niche market that, that, that they, that they uh, conform to. Right. And, and I think that that's the thing when it comes to when you talk to these three, but then there's more, right? Like you got cryptic out there. Now you've got, there's this company. Kuyu. Kuyu. And then there's this company in, in Canada, I think, uh, Scree, S-K-R-E. Yeah. So I don't know much about these guys, but like, like there's a lot of companies that, that are out there and they're. Man, like, you know what, from my, my previous employment, like not in the yeah. hunting industry, yeah. but like if outdoor research for Arcteryx ever gets into the hunting game, man, look out. Those are two like. like so. Men. I know from, from from my my old job, like yeah, that, those are good, high quality companies that can last last their uh, hold up to the test of time in the field. So mm. I've I've got a friend that's in uh, R and D with with Arteryx. Um, uh, I shouldn't call him a friend. He's he's an acquaintance. Um, that's an R and D. So X uh, X military X. Uh, so with their leaf program, Ryan, which you're. Yeah familiar with um and and i spoke to him back first when when punisher waterfowl was was starting and 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 i'm just spitballing ideas and stuff and i chatted with him and he told me out flat out that arteryx will have zero to do with hook and hunting so fishing and hunting zero they are not interested in getting into the world and they don't need to because they're, uh, they don't need that extra revenue stream. Um, they create probably the best equipment in the world. And in, in my opinion that I've used, uh, but they're just not, uh, they're not going to get into the hunting world. And, and he said like, there's absolutely zero appetite from the board of directors to get into the hunting and fishing world with our tariffs. Yeah, they're all like gra- grassroots broken stock wear. Well, yeah. Like they're, they're a West coast hiking now that they have a leaf yeah. program, which is, um, uh, uh, military and, and, uh, special forces and stuff like special that. Special operations that, and tactical. Yeah. Uh, Ooh. but that is a very, um, a very close knit community. Yeah. Um, you know, the average, you know, the average police force is not going to Arteryx and fitting out their, their police force with, with Arteryx nope. gear. Cause it nope. is, it is, it is pricey. It's same, it's the same with cry, right? The cry and, and Arteryx are the same thing. Anyways, I digress. I, I think gear is the one thing where my kids are spoiled in comparison to when I started. Like when I oh, started yeah. hunting, oh. I was wearing like Canadian tire gear and some of it's good don't get me wrong but like i was wearing gear that like i was out there i was cold and i was miserable and i wasn't hunting i'd hunt one week right rifle season 
And now that I'm getting this technical gear, you're warm, you're comfortable, you're dry. Meanwhile, my gun, I can give my kids my gun and ammo combo from when I started and they'd be able to be successful. But yeah. Like, I think a lot gear. of it, a lot of it too, like is, you know, how invested are you in, in this, this hobby, in this sport? And, and, and like all four of us know each other well enough. It's the same, like, you know, if Mark was here, he'd chime in too. Like, like we go hard from start to finish. We're not the weekend warriors. Like we're out there beating shit, breaking stuff, running over things like you name it. And obviously like, we spend that time to look in and research like, you know, what gear works best for us and like what type of hunting situations am I going to be in? And like for some people to get out a handful of handful of times throughout the year, like, yeah, like, you know, that, that nice hundred dollar jacket at King Tire fits the bill for them. 100%. They're not going to go out in like a torrential downpour where us idiots will. Cause we do that sort of stupid thing. Like going out to long point and four foot rollers. Like, yeah. Well, I always, you know, I wish Ryan, um, I really wish we would have had uh, like a, a photographer follow us around that trip in, in Nova Scotia, especially that day at dead man's when, when you and I showed up at like zero dark, stupid, and yeah. we and we are like skirting this pond and breaking off humongous sheets of ice to slide in under the top of other pieces of ice so that we could have a pocket for birds and and like we're frozen like we're fucking frozen doing this for that one and a half hour that magical witching hour where the birds just work for you and they do. And, yeah. And if, and if you remember that hunt, the details of that hunt. So we did me and you did that and then went back and got the rest of the guys. Yeah. And uh, that was the hunt. Remember uh, a, a blizzard had blown in. Yeah. So anybody who, like who knows, sees my profile picture on Facebook or Instagram, like that, that photo was taken in that snowstorm. It was just starting. And it was also the same hunt that you referenced yeah. Liam shooting his that first double. Yeah, like it was. It was all the same day. So, I mean, that just doing that work. And you're right; it did suck. I think. I think I slipped and went fell forward and got my arm soaked. And my decoy gloves got drenched and and uh, I, I fucking love it. Like I love. Yeah, it. We'd go back and do it again in a heartbeat. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And Phil, we're just, I didn't want that dumb. Yeah. And I didn't want to jump on you there, buddy, but like you're a hundred percent right. Like, um, by no means are we shaming anybody. And I don't think that, and actually, I don't think I know Dave wasn't saying anything when it comes to that Canadian tire. Like if that's what you, if that's what gets you outdoors and, and you're happy and, and you're doing your thing, then, then give her man. Um, I, I'm a fucking 44 year old man that spent 20 years of getting mud and rain and every bit of shit weather that you could get as part of my career. My days of being cold, wet and miserable are fucking over <laughs> and I will spend top dollar to make sure that I'm comfortable. But I'd but, like to point out. Yeah. Like, 
Canadian Tire Gear now, even like the stuff like they're using that Hunt Shield now. Yeah. Back when I first started, like way back, it was like a, I want to say it was like a Remington jacket or something. Yeah. And like even even Canadian Tire Gear has stepped up. Like I'm I'm just well, saying Canadian Tire Gear because that's all we got in our town, right? But yeah, but you look like, at that Rocky gear. Like my dad wears Rocky gear, and on on the northwest coast of Newfoundland for moose hunting. That's what my dad uses. Yep. And I'm going to tell you, you'd be hard pressed to find a more challenging climate um, below the 60th parallel than, than what my dad hunts moose in. You'd be really hurt. And that's what he uses. He uses that Rocky or the Rocky or the Yukon. Is that the same Yukon. brand? Yukon? Well, they sell them both, but Yukon yeah. is the Canadian tire brand. I used to have a set of their bibs. And yeah. they were like, they were like you know, a lot of cotton in them and they weren't like light. That's my dad water. uses, man. But I never got cold in them. Like, yeah. never, never came close to it. So, yeah. That's my dad uses. And I'm telling you, you think, you think uh, Ontario end of November sucks? Go to the Northern Peninsula of Newfoundland and try trampsing around a cutover after moose. Well, we should do that. Hey, buddy. Listen, you guys want to come to Newfoundland and go hunt moose? All you got the the problem with with going to Newfoundland to hunt moose is that we've got the it's it's got to be a, a a really really planned trip, right? Like you're talking nine ten months out where you you got to plan it, and because um, there's only one license, right? So dad would get the license and we would all tag along with dad as he, as he shot the animal. Right. Um, but it's 100% doable. You just got to tell me. And the, the problem right now is with COVID in Newfoundland, you got to isolate for two weeks as soon as you get in the province. Right. Can't even leave Ontario. Can I isolate in a tent in the middle of a cut? Yeah. Um, I'll say to you the same thing as I said to many others, that have mentioned me getting together with them over weekends and they've mentioned tents ain't happening. I don't do tents anymore. I got my own tent. I done 20 years in a tent, buddy. I, uh, I don't, I remember Steve horse. Uh, they were going to, they were going to, uh, tube down to grand or something like this. And they were planning this big trip a couple years ago. And they said, Hey, are you in? I said, yeah, we're in. I said, uh, what hotel are we staying at? And they were like, uh, we're not staying in hotels. We're tents. I'm like, oh. July, I better have air conditioning or I'm not going. And they were like, are you serious? I said, I'm 100% serious. 100. Live in a fucking tent at plus 50. Mm. Yeah. Not interested. Good times. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hard pass. Hard pass. Well, fellas. I think that's about our time. Um, <laughs> once again, all over the place. Um, and I love it. And I think that's why our listeners love it. Um, another great show. Um, no special guests. So two weeks in a row, no special guests. I think that's, I think that's about the benchmark. So uh, next week. We had we'll... Corey Baker on last week. Oh, shit. Yeah, so we did. Sorry. You're a dick. I am a dick. Corey oh. was a great episode. Just you know what? bearded ginger. That's all he is. You know I what? got in trouble for yelling. Yeah, <laughs> but you know what? Corey never sticks around this long to listen. 
So yeah. he's not, he's not, unless somebody else lets him know, I'm sorry, yeah. Corey. Um, but anyways, um, no, no, uh, no special guest this week. Mark will be back next week. Um, Ryan is going to be here next week. Phil's going to be here next week. Dave's going to be here next week. And of course I will be as well. Um, so we'll have the five of us plus the special guests. No idea who that's going to be right yet, but, uh, it will be someone, um, round the table because I didn't do it last week and I cut Merrick off because I think he had something real special. He was going to say to Corey, but, um, to you first Philly. Well, just great being on guys. We, we are approaching our one year anniversary Ooh. and I, and I am seriously waiting for the warmer weather so I can get back in the old garage, get a big old fat cube and rolling. With that. I need some advice because I'm going to go out and buy a cigar for my, for the, for the 50th sort of one year anniversary. And I will have, but I'm not a cigar guy. So I'm going to need some help between Dave and uh, Phil. I need your help. We we can show you the way young grasshopper. Dave. You know what? Good talking to you boys again. It's always good. Best part of my week. Uh, Just remember everybody. If you want to win three dozen shadow series, you got to put a comment on this YouTube episode, your shotgun, make your choke and your ammo for Turkey season this year. Yeah, and that's you awesome. like, and subscribe. Sorry. I yeah, that shit. Like and so, so this will work out well. So on Sunday, uh, we'll cut off the first contest. Uh, so for the first three dozen, we'll cut that off on Sunday. This episode will post Monday. So, and we'll uh, give this one a week for people to, to watch and, uh, and make their comments on the YouTube channel. So that'll be back to back weeks. I'm looking over there right now. I've got 12 dozen decoys. So right now we've got six of them used up. Um, so, uh, so yeah. Stay tuned because one year uh, anniversary is coming up. I don't know the what one- the other sticks will be used for. <laughs> yeah, yeah, good point. Ryan. No, good, good to chat, boys. Catch up. It's a highlight of the week for me. And uh, good luck to you guys on Sunday for your opener. I will be thinking of you and I hope I get bombarded with lots of pictures for living vicariously through you guys. So good luck to you. There you go. Um, everybody. As usual, we're not experts. We're just a bunch of friends that love hanging out and 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 shooting the shit and and giving our own opinion on stuff. Um, please to everybody that is. Um, by the time this hits, you've already hit the fields. Um, but I certainly and I speak for everybody on the Union Zero Four Thirty that we wish you a safe and successful opener for spring turkey here in Ontario, for all of our friends and listeners everywhere else in North America that that listen, I hope you're being safe. I hope you're being ethical and have fun. Listen, give back to what what we're taking. Give back for the first, uh, in reference to the first 15 minutes of this episode. Big love to everybody. Thanks for listening. We'll be back next week. Till then. Ciao.